Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Bygone Bar Crawl, a rambling stumble through history. <laughs> I will let you know, I am beyond um, some intoxication that I usually am, uh, because we did a two for back to back. This is number two. So we have been rambling, we have been rolling through some history, and guess what? We got another bit of episode to do. We, so. we, ha- we have, and we have been drinking that whole time, too. And with very strong liquors. Very strong. Um, I, I forgot names. My name is Xavier. <laughs> I'm Kate. There we go. So, um, I feel like we just went to the spirit realm, the shadow yes. realm. Yugi yes. banished me to the shadow realm. I'm yes. back. You're back. I'm so happy. Yeah. Well, and okay, so this is something a little bit different that I wanted to do for our listeners and for you and all okay. of this. So one of the things that I find interesting, because I'm a huge history nerd and a huge dork, is that I find it interesting how, you know, like with Florida, we have so many weird things that people outside of Florida don't necessarily know about. Right. But it feels like there's things like that all over the place. Yeah. Where something happens in a place and it ends up affecting a much wider range. Okay. But people don't know where it comes from outside of the place where it happened. Right. And so I want to do, I want to start doing as a secondary little bonus episode type of a thing of um, other places that have these things that happen. Okay, so this isn't going to be about if you keep an alligator as a pet, they poop meth. (laughs) That's like the Florida secret. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. That that wasn't anything. Um, Trust me, non-Floridians, that isn't a thing. You heard about the the alligator that the drug dealers were keeping as a guard for their... Oh, a a guard. Yeah. they, They called it El Champo. That's beautiful. And that when the cops showed up, they had to get past an alligator. That is absolutely beautiful. I mean, that there's an episode of Atlanta where there's that similar situation where a guy has an alligator as a pet, and uh, yeah, (laughs) the cops come and they're like, "You don't have an alligator in there. Stop playing around." And then he lets loose the alligator. Like here's the alligator. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and like here we have the guy who threw an alligator through a Wendy's drive-through window. Yeah. And, yeah, all kinds of things like that around here. Normally, but, if... Yeah, sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm just saying, normally, if you don't feed an alligator, they're not hungry, and it's not mating season, they're just big house cats. You, you oh, they're, they're so very adorable. chill, they're very nice, they just like to walk, they're a little rotund, and they like to hang out in the sun. Yes. But don't go around it when there's mating season, which yeah. I, I think and is coming up here soon. don't feed them. Oh, my don't God. Don't feed them. No. My, my office actually has a pond right outside where an alligator lives. Really? And it's so cute. And I go out there and I take pictures with it and send them to my friend in Texas. Gotcha. Who loves alligators. And yeah. Okay. So, so this episode's about alligators no, in the Jurassic not. period. <laughs> we, <laughs> what this is about history. Come I'm on, not, Kate. I, interestingly enough, though, I'm going to use this as a segue, though. Okay, go ahead. So my friend in Texas is the one who suggested today's topic really yes a, a texan talking about it, some florida history well no no because this is a texas history thing. oh that's the whole thing so that's what i'm trying to do with this with these bonus episodes is okay. that this is something that happened in texas and um it now affects how people do 
business around the world. Yeah. It affects um, building codes. Yeah. It affects safety procedures around the world. Yeah. And it's okay. something that happened in Texas and people don't know about this. Interesting. Okay. It is the New London School Explosion. Whoa, what? Yes. In Texas? We're still talking about Texas? In Texas. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so um, I only used Wikipedia for my source for this because this I want to try to, you know, snap this out. Gotcha. So if it. you're talking about uh, using, thinking about using this for your school paper, just Don't. throw it you out the window. You've got another thing right. on your face. There okay, you go. well, okay. thank you. Appreciate um, it. <laughs> But but also, you know, this is, once again, this is just an introduction to things that if you want to do a deeper dive, please do so. Um, but that will have to be the Drunken Texas History podcast right. rather than ours. We'll throw it to them. I'm sure there's a couple. Exactly. <laughs> um, so there's this place in Texas that it's called New London. It actually used to just be called London. Oh, Texas. Okay. But, Did that just get confusing? Or um, no, I think they called it New London after the explosion happened. Oh. That they were trying to be like, ooh, we need to... Wow, do a rebrand, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah pretty much. Kind of um, like how, you know, when our our great founding fathers oh no. came here, it was like, ah, this isn't England anymore. This is it's New, New England. England. <laughs> Trust me. Um, okay, so, but this happened on March 18th, 1937. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, as you could tell by the name of it, the New London School Explosion, a school exploded. Um, they killed more than 300 students and teachers, uh, and it's the third deadliest disaster in Texas behind the 1900 Galveston hurricane and the 1947 Texas City industrial accident, which I'm not going to go into either of those either, although they are interesting. What kind of school? Was it like a a high school? Yeah. Well, it was like an entire... Um, first through, like it was like the entire K, K through twelve kind of school. yeah. Okay. It was a whole wow, thing. a lot of students. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, so for a little bit of background on this, um, while this was in 1937, so the Great Depression was going on. Right. Um, however, in London, Texas, they actually were doing really well. Yeah. Um, because they discovered oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the taxable value of the school district land at, in 1937 was $20 million, which is approximately $380 million today. True. This school, the New London School, or the London School at the time, it was built in 1932, and at that time, it cost $1 million, which would be like building a school today costing $19 million. So this was like... High end kind of yes. private school this business. Was okay. Fancy. Fancy this was school. really okay. big deal. All right. Um, but once again, it was also the entire school system. Right. The entire school district was all at this one school. Right. Um, but still, I don't think entire school districts now would you would build an entire school district with nineteen million dollars. Although and I they it, did that with honestly, them. it would be kind of cool to have like a super campus of like K through <laughs> yeah. twelve. Well, actually, now that I think about it. I wouldn't want middle schoolers <laughs> yeah, anywhere no, 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 no. near my high school education, so I get it. <laughs> okay, so one of the things that happened was that the the school itself was built kind of on a slope. Yeah. So on the part that went that sloped downwards, um, they kept the school flat. So there ended up. Oh, I just touched the microphone. I'm sorry if that made a noise. It's okay. They heard it, but it's um, all right. Okay. Um, so they, they kept the school flooring flat, 
but the ground dropped down underneath it. So there ended up being this enclosed crawl space mm-hmm. underneath the like the entire length of the school. And it was like 250 feet length of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really big deal. So, and the school board, they didn't want to do a steam boiler to heat the school. Um, they decided instead to install 72 gas heaters throughout the building. Oh, seems smart. Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing will just happen. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> that was in, 19, in, in 1932. Gotcha. In early 1937, five years later, and within the two, and remember this happened on March 18th? Yep. Oh, shoot. We're like right at that time. It's almost the... The anniversary. Oh shit! I didn't oh, realize that. I'm no. so sorry. Okay, well, there uh, it, it aligned. Oh, I like up. your hat. Oliver's getting his hair dyed. <laughs> well, I can see um, why this changed some regulations because that yes. shit definitely is <laughs> not up to code. Tell yeah. the going on here. Oh, but it gets worse. Okay. In the couple months before, in the two and a half months in the early part of 1937, yeah, the school board canceled the natural gas contract. And decided to then send in plumbers who installed a tap into the residue gas line that belonged to the Parade Gasoline Company. Wait, 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 wait. Tap is in run water through this gas line? Well, no, but a tap like they would, they they pulled natural gas. Oh, oh, okay. But this is a residue gas line. So this was the waste gas. Yeah. Um, And this was actually kind of common around then at the time that because there was so much oil in the area um, that there were multiple companies in the area and a lot of the people though who lived in the London, Texas area mm-hmm. this is what they did to get their gas they just put in a tap into one of the waste lines and pulled natural gas off of that wow. Okay. that it was something that just because it was such a common thing and it was a waste product so the oil company wasn't too worried about it right. so they just kind of let it happen Yeah. but it's one thing when you have like some dude on his farm doing that and then it's another thing when the school board when you have an entire school to, district doing yeah, it. Okay, do I see this. what you mean. Yeah. So, at the time, natural gas... So, natural gas untreated is odorless and colorless and is almost undetectable. That's why we have gas uh, detectors. Yes. You know, O2 <laughs> meters. Got and, it. Um, so, one of the things... and the, It's this incident that got them to start adding... Um, it's called, oh, I have the word in here. It's, uh, oh, I did I not put the word? I just put additives. I'm sorry. Oh, what are, did, oh, oh, it's yeah, like thiols or something. T-H-I-O-L-S or T-H-O-I-L-S. I'm not sure. Well, there it is. Um, yeah, it's a type of organosulfur to make natural gas oh, have a scent. Oh, sulfur, yeah, to, to make it very strong scented. Yeah, so you okay. can smell it, so you can detect it. Yeah. So that came from this. Um, but at the time, no, hmm. the natural gas. So it turns out that the plumbers who put this tap in, because they were plumbers and not gas people, <laughs> yeah. um, they messed up putting the tap in. And there ended up being a leak which people, which once again, odorless and colorless, people didn't know there was a leak. And it filled up that enclosed crawl space that ran the entire length of the building. 
Oh no! I felt I feel bad for all of the yes. little critters and potentially, you know, other well, people staying like, in the crawl space. Students yeah. had been complaining of headaches. Yeah, in the I weeks up why. to this because they were breathing in natural gas. Yeah. However, the school system decided to ignore them. Ah. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, so on March eighteenth, one of the good things with this that happened was that the first through fourth grades were let out early. They were sent home early. Just, you know. Um, because there was a PTA meeting that was going to be held in the gymnasium. Ah, okay. Um, so first through fourth grades were sent home early, and the gymnasium was actually about 100 feet away from the main building. So um, so there were the people who were there in the, at the PTA, like the parents and stuff who were at the PTA meeting, they were not in the main building. Yeah. However... There were approximately 500 students and 40 teachers inside the building. Um, some people have said that there were almost 700 students there, right. but we don't know for certain. Right. And once again, because the first through fourth graders were sent home, there were fewer students there than would have been. Right. Um, so, Oof, at, I think I know where this is going. Yep. Um, at 3.17 p.m. in what we would now think of as the shop class, but it had a really fancy name, and yeah. I didn't write that down, um, an electric sander was turned on, and it is believed that a spark from that electric sander caused the explosion at 3.17 p.m. See, I, I thought you're talking about a PTA meeting. I thought one of the parents was going to like light a tobacco pipe or something. No, no, and no. Then the PTA would... meeting was in a different building. Remember? Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, okay, I'm going to take another sip of my drink. Woo, lots of rum in this. Oh my god. This uh, brought to you by <laughs> Chi-Chi's Pina Colada. Yeah, and the bottle of rum that's way over there. Yes, and daiquiri, which I learned how to spell daiquiri. I'm so today. proud of you. You know how it's spelled? How it's spelled? D A. Q. No, D A I. Yep. <laughs> Are you Q? sure you learned how to spell this? Yes. Q A I R. No, no, no. What comes after a Q? W. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh my gosh. I, it was just a joke. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so. You. 3 17 p.m. Yes. Witnesses say that the walls of the building bulged. The roof lifted and then crashed back down. Mm -hmm. um, the explosion was so strong that students were um, told, you know, students told later about how they were thrown uh, far, that lockers were thrown around. Um, one, the, the oh. biggest thing that went flying was a two-ton concrete block crushed a 1936 Chevrolet parked 200 feet away. 200 feet? Yeah. Yeah, Two times. okay. Yeah, the roof did come and, off then. Yes. <laughs> and the explosion was heard up to four miles away. So um, parents at the PTA meeting in the next building over rushed over to try to help. People from all over town oh, uh, they were came running. Oh, hit by the shockwave. Um, yeah. yeah, and these were this was all of the kids in yeah. town. Um, school buses were used to take survivors home. Okay. One of the there's there's a story of one of the bus drivers who was already taking some of the younger kids home, the first through fourth graders, and he heard the explosion 
and his kids were back at the school, but he still went and dropped off the other kids before going back, and it turns out one of his kids was killed. And that, yeah, oh, no. absolutely horrible. Um, doctors, nurses, and volunteers from all over Texas came to help. Um, within 17 hours, the entire site was cleared. Um, that, however, I know that's this, actually some good work. Wow. Well, but these are also parents. Yeah, for their I kids. mean, yeah, there are tons of tons of people probably already yeah. there helping. Yes. And, yeah. Um, however, it was so horrible that volunteers later. Um, volunteers ended up experiencing PTSD, although this was 1937, so it wasn't exactly called that. But, yeah. um, but it, it ended up being something that wasn't actually talked about very much until like the 1970s. The people who were there, parents, refused to talk about it, like even to their kids and such. And yeah, it was a really big deal. So um, the estimate is that there were 294 killed mostly from grades 5 through 11. Oh my goodness. Yes. Still kids on all accounts. Yeah. And because it was an explosion, a lot of the people were burned badly. So identification was very difficult. Oh boy. Interestingly enough, they used fingerprints for identification because the summer before the um, Texas Centennial Exposition had a whole thing where they were fingerprinting kids. Ah, okay. So they and already so, had a lot of the records yeah. of the kids. So they and I, I guess this is, you know, pre-dental identification. Well, because that's... it probably was also, you know, this was just something that they had. They knew that they could, they had all of these fingerprints on file right there for all these got kids. Got it, got it. So they were able to use that. Yeah. Um, there was a lawsuit against the school and the company who this the, the gas was from, but it was dismissed because it said that they weren't responsible. Um, however, within weeks, okay, so this is an interesting thing. So Texas is known now for not wanting to have any regulations on things. That's one of their big issues oh, right now is with a... all of their power stuff. Except if you um, have a uterus. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. However, because this was so horrible, within weeks laws were passed requiring that these thiols be added to make to have the odor right um and that they the engineering registration act was passed um, because of the bad installation yeah that you in order to have the title of engineer in texas there are these like very strict regulations on using that title um in texas because of this that is still a very strong thing. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that is why we have additives to detect natural gas leaks now. Gotcha. So this is... Thiols? Thiols, yeah. Okay, gotcha. T-H-I-O-L. Um, so yeah, so this is why... This is, like I said, this is something that I wanted to bring to attention, that people outside of this area um, of Texas, and possibly even throughout Texas, you know, it's a big state, Right. outside of this particular area of Texas might not know about this story but it is something that affects us affects us here yeah yeah and has changed the way that um natural gas companies do business yeah and has changed the way we looked at, at safety regulations yeah. all over the world well yeah i, I was about and, to say uh, that has yeah. reverberations throughout the entire world yeah, yeah because that yeah the, i know that additives i don't think we're necessarily a 
thing throughout the yeah. entire world because I never remember yeah. hearing about similar explosions in England. Uh, mm-hmm. But that that's really interesting. I, yeah, I mean, uh, there there's not a lot of natural gas deposits here in Florida, just yeah. mainly because we have an aquifer. A lot of it is yeah. sandstone. So yeah, the the thing is. Um, we still had a lot of gas. This is still big gas industry yes. here. Um, so, yeah. But, but, but yeah, cool. so that this is what I'm wanting to do with our little bonus episodes. This is a little bit shorter than the other ones. And I just want to go ahead and introduce these things that might not be known outside of these areas. Just like people might not know Florida. So now, but now people know about a little bit more about Florida and now they know a little bit about the new London school explosion in Texas and if you need to change your batteries change the batteries please (laughs) on your gas detector (laughs) on your smoke detector yeah yeah carbon monoxide everything change the batteries get it checked um yeah I I, stay safe I definitely I had a gas scare growing up I know what it was like yeah we had it evacuate we had our house evacuated had to you know call the fire department everything like that oh my gosh so yeah um but one of the reasons why we knew it was happening was because of the thiols now we actually know what it was because we could smell it um you know but yeah that's that's really interesting to know so there we go. So, um, yes, I hope you enjoyed this bonus bygone bar crawl episode. Um, learning some new fun things, even if it is kind of depressing. But but the world is a better place now. The world is a safer place now because, um, there. you know, the, I remember reading someplace, somebody said at one point in time that, you know, safety laws were written in blood. Yeah. And this is one of those times. But... Yeah, I mean, if you've ever looked at a, you know, just normal bucket and seen, don't put your kid in here, um, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. And, but so this is, this is an example of that, and I hope you enjoyed it, and yeah, um, I'm going to finish my drink. Okay. And... Well, cool. I, honestly, I hope that we can do some more weird laws, because I know, we and Oliver and I were just having a discussion on this, I know there are a lot of weird laws, especially yes. here in Florida. Something oh, about, like, in yeah. Sarasota, you can't have ice cream in your back pocket. You can't, yeah, and there's <laughs> a lot of weird That's things. That's I like to keep my ice cream now. Right, and, and there's something also about how, like, women can't have Coca-Cola on a Sunday or something like that. Some very odd precedency that were set. crazy when you get the Coca-Cola. Yeah. Huh. Don't Especially even the started. old kind that had cocaine in it. Well, I guess that's where it <laughs> came from. <laughs> that would be where I would have to see it derives from. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for joining us for this special episode. And, um, yeah, I'm going to bother you again at some point in the future with more random things about Florida and the rest of the world. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Bye-bye! <laughs>